Hey guys, I'm back again. I've got Dennis here for episode two. Dennis, how are you? What's up, man? Thanks for having me back. Dude, I'm so pumped. Last time you absolutely crushed it. I know this time, I don't actually even know what we're talking about, but this time's going to be even better. That's how much I trust you. I hit you up when you said that you wanted to do some more content and I'm like, hell yeah. I don't even know what we're saying, but whatever he's going to say is going to be gold. Uh, do you mind starting with an intro and then diving into you know some of the gold? Sure. Short intro is that I've been a direct response marketer since 2017, uh, primarily an email marketer and consultant for coaches and course creators. Uh, and I've worked with a lot of well-known influencers and brands like Latmore, uh, Legion Athletics, and Brett Papa. So today we're going to talk about a, a different topic than we did in the first video. We're going to talk about retainers because this is a big issue that I see with freelancers. They do a lot of one and done product uh, projects. They're always chasing clients. And this is one way to get away from that. Sweet. Let's do it. I was on mute because I'm just listening <laughs> intently. So let's do it. Cool. You're like so excited as a host. I love it. But uh, anyway, okay, so let's dive in. I know we're short on time today. So number one, I do have a workshop that goes into this stuff in crazy detail. It's a two and a half hour workshop. And if you're interested in taking a look, we'll share a link um, for that workshop somewhere in the description uh, under this video, right? And let's dive in. So we're going to cover three things today, three ways that you can get retainers with clients. But before we even get to that part, I want to talk about retainers and what they are, in case you don't know. So a retainer simply means that you're going to get uh, paid every month uh, by the client for a set amount of work. Okay, so already we're establishing some, some parameters here. Because what happens to some freelancers is you you're, don't articulate exactly what you're going to do for the client and you leave it kind of open-ended. Huge mistake. Because then client might ask you to do things you don't want to do or you don't really have the bandwidth to do for them. So now you're really grinding to get the job done. Okay, so you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that if you uh, present a retainer to a client, you are going to uh, be very, very clear about what you're going to do and even what you're not going to do for them. So they understand what this engagement looks like. Uh, this is a good rule of thumb with any type of client work, which is set expectations. So why would you want a retainer in the first place, right? Now, the, the, the best part of it, and actually it's a win-win situation. So it's not all about you, the freelancer. The reason you want to have a retainer is because it creates consistent cash flow for you every month. And one of the biggest challenges freelancers face is that you're on this freelance roller coaster where you are constantly chasing clients, chasing projects, and your income is up and down. So I'm not saying you have to do retainers for every single client, but I find that if you have at least one under your belt, that helps stabilize your cash flow. And then if you want, you can do a, a strictly performance-based project or some other stuff. But if you have at least one, that's like having a job where you have consistent money every month. Okay. So that's a big plus for the freelancer. Now on the flip side of it, this is actually really good for clients as well, because it gives them predictability. And even though, yes, you are charging them money every month, they're also getting a service from you every month. And you got to put yourself in the shoes of the client, because what happens to a lot of clients is that uh, hiring, okay, if you ever hired anyone, if you ever got on Upwork or any other site or try to hire someone to fill a position, 
you know that that can be a full-time job in and of itself. So it takes a lot of time. I'm sure Chase knows this. As an agency owner, it's a lot of work because you're worried about making a mistake. You're worried about hiring the wrong person. And you're also worried about hiring someone that doesn't last because you go through this whole process to hire someone. And then two months later, it falls apart. And now you got to do the whole process all over again. So by presenting retainer to a client, they know that you will be available to them every month for those predetermined deliverables. And you know you're going to have steady work and steady cash flow coming in your door. So that's a big benefit for both parties. Now, how do we actually get these retainers, though? Uh, so number one is I want you to shift your mindset from short-term to long-term. I see a lot of people online. I see this especially on Twitter where guys will talk about this new client they just landed who just uh, – and they call it a 5K project or $2,500 project or whatever. That's fine, but I, that's really not where my focus is. And it's not where I recommend you focus. What you want to do is get away from these one-and-done projects and think long-term, okay? I could care less about a client uh, signing on for, let's say, $2,500 for a one-time project. I'd much rather get someone paying that amount or a different amount every single month for the next two years or for however long we end up working together. So when you start working with a new client, it's on you again to set expectations and let them know that it is your preference. Or I know some people do this. You, they might make it mandatory and say, look, I don't do one-off projects with clients. If you want to work with me, it's going to be minimum three months. Or I always look for long-term engagements or long-term relationships. However you want to word that, but you want to set that expectation in the beginning so the client knows, okay, this is the way he works or this is the way she works. This is what, you know, this is how things are going to be instead of trying to surprise them at the last minute or transition at the last minute because freelancers get caught in that trap when they do a one-off project. And then they think about trying to get a retainer or, or switching this, this engagement to a retainer relationship. And now it's a little bit of, of it's a little bit awkward right? Because you're kind of switching gears. Client wasn't expecting it. Uh, and you have, to, you have to make sure that you frame it in a way that the client understands how it's benefiting them as well. Because what you don't want to do, you don't want to make it sound like, yeah, so you're going to pay me money every month. And you know this is going to be great for me. Like, no, 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 no. I, I mean, it is going to be good for you. But you need to always look at it from the client's perspective and how it's going to benefit their business. Okay. So that's number one, set the stage, think long-term, think less about one-time projects and more about uh, lifetime value, okay? I do the same thing in my membership community. I think lifetime value. I don't want people to come in for a month or two and leave. I want them to stay as long as possible. So you got to set that expectation from the beginning. Uh, number two, funnel audit, okay? I know that doesn't sound sexy, but what... Uh, you're doing with a funnel audit is you are, are doing a comprehensive review of their marketing. Okay. You're probably not looking at every part of their business, right? You're not looking at their finances and stuff, but from the marketing perspective, we're marketers here. We're going to look at all their marketing and especially their funnels, right? Cause that's kind of represents what the marketing, what's happening with the marketing. So you're going to do a funnel audit and maybe you come up with a better name for it, but Again, the problem, let's start with the problem. The problem that a lot of freelancers um, 
have is that they are order takers. Client comes to them, say, hey, uh, I need an abandoned cart sequence, or I need a welcome sequence, or I need somebody to write a couple campaigns every week, right? Client says, okay, uh, freelancer says, okay, they do that. And then maybe that's it, okay? So the scope of work never expands, or it's just a one-off project, you're done, and now you've got to replace that client with somebody else. And that grind begins where now you're, what, you're doing cold emails or whatever else you're doing to try to get clients, and that sucks. So what you want to do is, uh, and actually you can do this a couple of different ways. Uh, when I say funnel audit, one thing you could do is just look at all their assets. In other words, what are all their offers? What are all their products? Okay, the products, their bundles, what do they have? E-commerce, they're going to have physical products, right? Um, info publishing business, they're going to have maybe ebooks, workshops, templates, courses, right? Coaching business, they might have that, that stuff, those info products, plus one-on-one -on -one calls or group coaching calls, right? So it's going to depend on the business model. But either way, you want to take a look. You want to do an, an, like an asset inventory and make a list. This can be a spreadsheet. And you want to make a list of everything they have. What is the product? What problem does it solve? How much is it? Right? Uh, are there, is there any guarantee? What bonuses come with it? Is it missing a bonus? Maybe you can present an idea for a bonus. Is it missing an upsell? I, I was just doing this for a client a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, you're selling this course, but you have no upsell. So let, let's create one if you want to do that. And he said, yeah. So I, I shared a couple ideas. And, uh, and now that this project is live, he's making money he never would have made before because he, that offer just didn't exist. And we were able to build off the core offer, create a lightweight upsell. So it takes very little time on his part, but it creates more money for him up front. And it also creates more value for his customers. So you can do that asset inventory and look at all the things that they're missing and just start plugging in the holes for them. And unless you're like an eight-figure brand, I guarantee your clients are missing stuff. They're always missing stuff. I know Chase has written about this on Twitter where he talks about the types of copy you can do for a client based on where they are revenue-wise, right? So under, and I think this is a good guideline. Like I think you said under 100K a month, you're going to do maybe a couple campaigns a week and some basic automations like abandoned cart, welcome sequence, right? Now, as you go up 100K to 500K, they're going to need more stuff. And as you go beyond that, they're going to need more stuff, right? But you don't have to do, so you want to do what's appropriate for that client based on where they're at in their business. And then secondly, another thing you should be doing uh, that will help sell this, this idea of retainers is just looking ahead, okay? So you don't want to be one of these reactive freelancers always, who's always waiting for the client to tell you what to do. You want to think at least 30 days out, okay? Show the client you're thinking about their business like it's your own business. Hey, look, I know Black Friday is coming up. I know Prime Day is coming up. I know uh, it's going to be summer soon. So if you're a fitness coach, you should be talking about fat loss workouts if summer's coming up. If you sell physical products, you probably want to be talking about some kind of special for back to school, right? Or a holiday theme thing around Christmas. So you want to be proactive about it and think at least 30 days ahead of time and help the client create a promotional calendar. 
because what happens to a lot of businesses is they're just kind of all over the place. They have different assets, they have different offers or products, but they don't have a systematic way of promoting them to their audience. So you can come in and be a big hero by looking at what they have to work with and then saying, look, you know, we could promote this in the first week of July. We can do this on, in the second week of July and on and on and on so that the client has kind of a predictable um, marketing plan to generate revenue, revenue every month. And I've seen different ways to do it. Maybe you start with a revenue goal. Maybe you say, okay, our goal is to make 100K this month. And we know we have these assets. So what do we need to do get, to get there? And you think, okay, we're going to promote this product in week one. Then we're going to do this higher ticket product or this bundle in week two. Maybe end of the month, we do flash sale to try to pick up some easy sales. A lot of different ways you can do it. Uh, and that's going to be a, have, going to have to be a conversation that you have with your client. But uh, that is a really easy way for you to open up that conversation to retainers because now it's just you've got the client thinking about the future. You've got them thinking about next month or over the next quarter. And guess what? They're going to need help, right? So you're kind of, you're kind of creating a problem for them in a, in a way or help, helping to articulate the problem because they know, well, well, he's right. I'm going to need this stuff next month. So that means I'm going to need emails. I'm going to need product descriptions or whatever or a sales page. So you are the logical go-to person. If you've been doing a good job, you have a good relationship with the client, you're the logical go-to person to help them with that. Because uh, what's going to happen is if you don't do that, they're still going to need this stuff at some point. They're probably going to realize, hey, we, we're missing these things. And that's when they end up either hiring internally or posting on job boards or asking friends. But you can get ahead of that by kind of being the strategist here and then putting yourself in a position where you can help them solve those problems. Okay. So that's number two. Number two is the funnel audit and uh, the promotional calendar. Then number three is, um, is more about cash flow. Okay. So some people prefer to get paid up front and some people are prefer to get paid a little less, but every, get paid every month, right? Uh, or you could do both. You can combine them. So as a freelancer, I prefer to get paid up front if possible, okay? Uh, and it's not one or the other. So what you could do if you're presenting a retainer to a client, let's say that you work together for, uh, if you did a trial offer, right? You did like a welcome sequence or an abandoned cart sequence for them. Show them like, hey, you're competent. I know what I'm doing. I can help you. They get to like you, right? You get to do a little project together, see some results. Now what? So what you could do uh, is say, look, we've done this project together. Or maybe you work together for a month. Hey, look, we've been working together for a month. And I'd like to revisit this, this idea about working together long term. Because remember what I said before. You want to talk about this stuff in the beginning. Don't just... We'll just wait to, to talk about it. So let's revisit this idea about working together long term. You know, these were the results of the campaign we did. We hit our goals, blah, blah, blah. So uh, let's talk about working together for another 30 days. Or you might say, let's 
talk about working together for the, another 90 days. And I like 90 days because that's a quarter, right? And I found that when I do the 30-day thing, that's really not enough time because before you know it, the month is up. And now you got to have to have the conversation with the client again about, hey, uh, you know, we should do this stuff next month. You have to invoice them again. Uh, and I feel like that's a little bit, um, it's not as streamlined when you do it that way. So I, if I were you, I'd probably aim for three, maybe even six months. And what you do to make this more enticing is, number one, you're going to do what I said before. You're going to uh, do that funnel audit, plan the, create the promotional plan. Uh, even if it's just an outline, like, hey, summer's coming up. We got to do this type of thing this month, this type of thing in August. And then as far as pricing goes, you can give them an extra incentive to work with you and, and lock in for that amount of time by giving them a little bit of a discount. So let's use simple math. Let's say uh, you would normally charge 2000 for one month, right? For a couple campaigns a week, maybe an automation. And the way you frame it is, you say, hey, look, I normally charge 2000 a month for these deliverables. However, uh, I really think it'd be a, a great idea if we could work together longer term, uh, maybe do 90 days. That way we can plan out your entire quarter uh, so that we go into the next few months with clear expectations and we know what we have to do. And um, if you want to do that, I'll give you a little bit of a break. I'll give you, I don't know, say 10% off uh, my monthly fee. So normally it's 2000 a month. So for three months, it'd be $6,000. However, if you want to do this for 90 days, I can give you a little bit of a price break and we'll do it for, I don't know, 5,000, right? So they save a thousand bucks. Now I wouldn't give like a 50% off. That's a, that's a huge amount, but you can give them a little bit just to give them a little bit of an incentive to continue working with you and nudge them in that direction. And then one of the big pluses with that is now you get that money up front that helps you stabilize your business and, uh, and not have to worry about running after clients to get invoices. Uh, of course, like I said, you could do a longer term, maybe six months, but you really got to play, you know, you really got to think about the relationship you have with the client too. Okay. If you're a little bit iffy with it, I would go shorter term. If you feel really good about them, maybe you're friends with them and know each other very well, then you could do something longer term. Personally, I would, stay away from a year. Um, I know some people who've done that. I never, I haven't. And I don't think I will because a lot can change in 12 months. A uh, relationship can go sour. A, a lot of stuff can, can change over a 12 month period. But I think three to six months are the sweet spot so that you have, you know, you're going to work with that client over the next few months and you know, you're going to have that money coming in the door. Uh, so if you do that, that's going to help you um, provide a higher level of service for your clients because you can focus on them instead of thinking, well, this project's ending soon. Your, your, your mind's already like one way out the door because you know you have to replace them right away. So uh, to recap, number one, you want to set the stage, okay? Set the stage with the clients. Think long-term. Talk to them like this is going to be a long-term thing that you want to be doing. Number two, take a look at their entire, entire funnel. Think about seasonality. Think about what's coming up next month or over the next few months. Look at all the products they have. Look at their offers. Uh, quick tip, it's going to be easier for you to create something that doesn't exist than, try, than trying to improve conversions, okay? It's much easier. Uh, 
it's good. So yeah, that, that's what it is. It's much easier for you to do something that just doesn't exist right now uh, instead of trying to like beat the control by 1%. Okay, that's much, a much harder task. And then number three is um, give them a little financial incentive to continue working with you. So if your normal rate is 2,000 or 3,000 or whatever, then consider giving them a little bit of a price break for a longer term engagement. Are you gonna make as much money? Mm, probably not, but you get that cash flow up front. And the other thing is maybe if you were doing the monthly, there's nothing to say that the client's not just going to back out at some point. So you could lose them. And that's one of the traps people get into with monthly recurring revenue. Uh, I know because I have my own subscription. And you start to do the, the numbers in your head like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this money every month forever. But it doesn't work that way. People cancel. So I'm not against recurring revenue. But at the same time, if you can get more money up front, that's usually gonna, going to work better in your favor. Wow. Dennis, this is fantastic. For everyone on the agency and freelancer side, this was a ton of free game. I know you mentioned at the beginning that you have, I think, a two and a half hour like masterclass, for lack of a better word, on this topic. I'll make sure I drop that link below. Um, what are the best ways for people to, to find you outside of that link? So it's, uh, Twitter, website, what are, the, what are the best two places? Yeah, all of that stuff. I'll give you the link again, but really just search my name, Dennis Tamori. You're going to find my website, my Twitter, and my Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn and all that stuff. So you can uh, find me pretty easily online. Cool. Links are below. Dennis, thank you so much again for coming back on for the wisdom. I can't wait for the third time in the future. Sounds good. All right, man. Cheers. Thank you.